You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. Lawyer. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Burbridge Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at matthew-james.com. They've been dealing with it for two weeks now. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. People in East Palestine, Ohio, angry. Some feeling sick over the fiery freight train derailment that spewed toxic chemicals and smoke. People of East Palestine are downtrodden. They feel abandoned. They feel disrespected. And he's one of them. They don't believe air and water tests came back safe. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan toured the area Thursday, telling residents the government will carry out testing in any home to help offer reassurance. As Fox's Jonathan Hunt, it's now 12 days since the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, and they keep searching for survivors the rescues are more rare now. Listen to this moment of joy. That's a boy named Mustafa making a call to a relative from a hospital bed. You can hear the emotion with Mustafa, no doubt feared dead, trapped in the rubble for 261 hours, but the number of earthquake deaths now tops 43,000. President Biden has addressed the three objects recently shot out of the sky. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program. That first Chinese balloon was taken down almost two weeks ago. Speaking to the nation yesterday, President Biden said that shooting down the spy craft once it was over the Atlantic sent a clear message to China that violating our sovereignty is unacceptable. So analysis is now underway of its massive parts to help understand what the spy flight was able to collect as it moved across the continental U.S. until February 4th. Fox's Alexandria Hall, five now ex-cops in Memphis face a bond hearing today. More than a month after Tyree Nichols was killed in a police beating. Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills Jr., Emmett Martin III, and Justin Smith are scheduled to appear for a hearing in Shelby County Court, each who since posted bond who face multiple charges. That's Fox's Jeff Manasso. America's listening to Fox News. I'd rather ride a bike with my kids than ride in an ambulance. I'd rather have a catch with my dog, Curtis, than catch pneumococcal pneumonia. (coughs) If you're 19 or older with certain chronic conditions like heart disease, asthma, or diabetes, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Learn more at Prevnar20.com. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. An accused mass shooter in court in California. Dressed in a red jail uniform, Chun-Li Zhao appeared behind a glass partition in a Redwood City, California courtroom, pleading not guilty to seven counts of murder and one of attempted murder. Zhao is charged with opening fire at a mushroom farm in Half Moon Bay on January 23rd, killing four co-workers and wounding another one. He then drove to another farm he was fired from in 2015, fatally shooting three former co-workers. The 66-year-old Zhao admitted to the shootings during a jailhouse media interview, claiming he was bullied and worked long hours at the farms and that his complaints were ignored. 
Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Grammy-winning singer R. Kelly will be sentenced again next week for his child porn and sexual enticement convictions in Chicago, where federal prosecutors are asking a judge to give R. Kelly another 25 years in federal prison to kick in after the singer is done serving a 30-year prison sentence for the sex crimes he was convicted of in New York. Prosecutors in South Carolina could rest their case today against Alec Murdaugh after more than two weeks of testimony the disbarred attorney charged with murdering his wife and son. Thursday, jurors heard an interview Alex Murdaugh gave state investigator Ryan Kelly in which he admitted he'd asked his drug dealer, Curtis Eddie Smith, to kill him. This was after his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, had been killed and after he'd been fired from his law firm. In the interview, Murdaugh's attorney, Dick Harper, and does the initial questioning. Your intent was to have him kill you so he could collect the issue life insurance, right? So my son could. I mean, I knew I was about to lose everything, and I figured he's better off that way than dealing with me. He was referencing his other son, Buster. Murdaugh's defense team has already raised the possible idea that Smith was skimming off the sales of the Oxycontin, possibly angering the gang he was procuring the drugs from. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On Wall Street, selling could continue from yesterday into today. Futures are down after the Dow's 431-point plunge. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Park 2023, Friday, March 17th. Park International, downtown Lafayette, presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Gates open at 5.30, music starts at 6, with Jamie Bajron and the Kicking Cajuns, Rouge Crew, DJ Digital. And then it's time to stand up and get crunk with the Yin Yang Twins. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago. Tickets on sale now at eventbrite.com and at all Legends locations. $20 in advance, $25 day of. The Patty Party rolls all night long with the official after Patty Party on the patio at Legends and Marley's. Patty in the Park, March 17th at Park International. Presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Featuring Jamie Bacheron, Bruce Crew, DJ Digital, and the Yin Yang Twins. Get your tickets now. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The 15th annual Family Adventure Day benefiting the Healing House is happening on Saturday, March 18th. This unique event provides families the perfect venue to spend the day together, creating lifelong memories with over 35 different adventures that you can participate in. Cost is $120 for a family of four. You can register at healing-house.org. Hit the road with Hospice of Acadiana's 5K Memorial Run and One Mile Walk on March 25th at 8 a.m. at 2600. Johnston Street. $25 registration fee for the one-mile walk and $30 registration fee for the 5K Memorial Run. Register by March 18th to be guaranteed a t-shirt. For more information, you can call Sarah Mary at 337-232-1234. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. 14 protesters arrested during the 2016 protest of Alton Sterling's police shooting death will receive $1.17 million. 
The East Baton Rouge Metro Council approved the settlement, accusing Baton Rouge law enforcement of violating their First Amendment rights and using of excessive force. Protester Blair Amani says the accountability from the city is a success. So to be able to go back and to fight over these past years and to have this, the city admitting that accountability was necessary is really, uh, really big. The protesters were imprisoned, strip searched, and a 17-year-old protester was also detained at the adult prison. Among the 14 protesters were two reporters. One was Sherry Feutlin, who recalls the humiliation. We had to take off all of our clothes. We had to bend down. We had to make noises. We were in a situation where we were dehumanized as people, as humans. That was not a regular process. And that's just one of the many things that happened there. Foytland says Governor John Bell Edwards should also take accountability for his comments to the media. Governor John Bell Edwards, you owe us an apology. That very next day, you came out and said that they used an accurate amount of force. You didn't know that. You didn't ask us. You didn't talk to us. You just believed that line, and you furthered that, and you were wrong, and I'll be expecting the email. The settlement still has to be approved by a U.S. District Judge who is presiding over the trial. Meanwhile, in Shreveport, the white police officer involved in the shooting death of an unarmed black man has been arrested and charged with negligent homicide. Less than two weeks after 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley was killed, 23-year-old officer Alex Tyler is arrested. Tyler's attorney, Dew Thompson, says body camera footage shows Bagley fleeing officers. Ran into a back bedroom, grabbed an object off the nightstand table, and then jumped out of the balcony window. Thompson says moments later, Bagley came towards him and Tyler fired his weapon. Ron Haley, attorney for the Bagley family, says Bagley only had a bottle of liquor when he ran from officers. Mr. Bagley was not a threat. It was not a threat to anyone. If anyone, he was a threat to himself. State troopers are leading the investigation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Here in Lafayette, we welcome all comers from Mardi Gras festivities that kick into high gear starting tonight. Joe Giglio is parade chairman of the Greater Southwest Louisiana Mardi Gras Association. He invites everyone to visit Lafayette tonight as they kick off the big weekend. At 6.30, we have the uh, Friday night kickoff parade, which this year the theme is celebrating the Parish of Lafayette Bicentennial as well as some of our local fairs and festivals. He says Lafayette Mardi Gras is a much more family-friendly affair, and Saturday's parades will begin with the Children's Parade, made up entirely of youthful float riders. Giglio says that parade rolls at 12.30. And then Saturday evening is the crew of Bonaparte's Parade, uh, record number of riders for Bonaparte this year, 31 floats total, and you know lots of marching bands and all the other typical Mardi Gras. Sunday is a day of rest here in Lafayette, and on Monday, Lundy Gras. The city hosts the annual Queen's Parade at 6 p.m. with representatives from 11 area crews. Giglio says it all leads up to Fat Tuesday with three parades rolling beginning at 10 a.m. First, the King's Parade, which is the crew of Gabriel, and then the Lafayette Mardi Gras Association rods in the second slot, and then after that is the Lafayette Independent Parade, which will start at about 1 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Now, all the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Lafayette Mardi Gras wraps up Tuesday night with the big grand ball at 8 o'clock at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Several school campuses in New Iberia near the 300 block of Trotter Street went on lockdown yesterday as New Iberia police investigated a potentially dangerous situation Details of that situation not been made available, but we have learned an arrest was made and no injuries were reported. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara 
and three others for an alleged beating that happened around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. In state news, after 17 years, the Road Home program comes to an official end and also lawsuits against those accused of misspending rebuilding grants. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. Over 3,000 homeowners who received road home grants for elevating their house above flood level but spent it instead on general repairs were being sued to recover those dollars. Congressman Troy Carter says that was a mistake. Today, we make that correction. Governor John Bell Edwards says as road home ends, so too do the clawback lawsuits. All of that is over. We are not going to pursue any of that going forward. Carter says it's good timing as Louisiana says, throw me something, mister. We're throwing something to you, the citizens. God bless you. Carter says thousands can finally have some peace of mind. I'm Kevin Gallagher. FEMA has announced that federal relief funds in excess of $5.5 million have been earmarked for building repairs at the Southwest Louisiana Center for Health Services. That facility is still recovering from damages sustained in the hurricanes of 2020. Lafayette Consolidated Government is hosting a debris day drop-off for residents to get rid of unwanted items that aren't typically picked up curbside. That event will be March 18th at Brown Park and the Robichaux Rec Center. For details of what's accepted and what's not, go to LafayetteLA.gov. The Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Formerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts jackpot of an estimated $84 million. In sports, Raging Cajun softball downing Indiana yesterday 4-1 as they opened play in the Tax Act Invitational in Clearwater, Florida. The Cajuns will play Michigan today at 5. Cajuns baseball opens their season in Houston tonight. UL will face Rice in the first of three games against the Owls. First pitch tonight set for 6.30 with the pregame show beginning at 6 o'clock here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Meanwhile, the number one ranked team in the country, LSU Tigers, their season opens today against Western Michigan. Junior first baseman Trey Morgan has been a star for the Tigers since arriving in Baton Rouge and has noticed a shift in the locker room ahead of the season. He says the team is not running from the expectations. He's not going to sit up there and lie to us, but he's going to say, um, yeah, we're picked to go all the way, but... It's how we show up every day, uh, every game, every practice. Do we show up as the team that's supposed to go all the way, or do we show up as the team that deserves to go all the way? First pitch has been moved up to 3 o'clock this afternoon due to concerns about the weather. Raging Cajuns basketball snapping a two-game losing streak with a big 84-67 win over ULM last night at the Cajun Dome. Next up, the Cajuns Head to Harrisonburg, Virginia, as they will take on James Madison. Game time is set for 6 o'clock tomorrow with the pregame show set to begin at 5.30 here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. We've got finally the return of a bit of sunshine out there today. We're going to start to dry out as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be warming up. We are quite chilly out there today. Temperature is going to be getting to about 51 degrees in the afternoon. Strong winds from the north at about 10 to 15 miles an hour is going to mean that we'll see those temperatures, or the wind chill rather, stay down in the 40s. Low tonight going to be dropping down into the 30s. We'll be about 34 for the overnight low. Highs for tomorrow getting back into the 50s. About 57 with sunny skies for Saturday. Wind chill going to be a little cooler than that. Frigid start but should start to thaw out towards the end of the weekend. 
Temperatures on Sunday going to be at about 70 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Winds will start to change a little bit out of the south by the end of the day on Sunday. Warm, muggy, and cloudy as we get into Mardi Gras week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest tax refund, plus a chance to double your refund with the Double Your Refund Sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal return ends 4223. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at traffic right now, we have no crashes, no breakdowns to report, but school zones will be going into effect shortly in some areas. So please keep that in mind. To customer. Katiana, wow. Friday is here. It's February 17th. Bernadette Lee, Brandon Como, the Killer Bees here with you. Everybody, we made it to Friday. Oh, and this is not just any normal Friday. It's Mardi Gras Friday. I mean, the next, like, what, four or five days? (laughs) When we jam packed with a bunch of parades. Pate, pate. Yes. Pate time. Yes. Okay, so. Uh, you might have heard Kevin talking about it, but let's talk about it again. The Bicentennial Parade uh-huh. is tonight. Cool. So they're going to be 20 floats, like 430 riders on those floats. Mm-hmm. So the Friday night parade back again. And people, y'all, it's the traditional Mardi Gras route. It's going to be <laughs> so much fun. I've heard there are tons of throws mm-hmm. that have been purchased. Oh, very cool. And that people are just super excited. So y'all can get started with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Tomorrow, we've got the children's parade in the early afternoon. And then tomorrow night around 630-ish, we've got crew of Bonaparte. um, And that is always, always beautiful. Mm -hmm. So much fun. Um, We have always traditionally caught a lot of beads right. at that parade, too. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, so, wait, let's see. I also heard there might be some other surrounding areas. Yeah, of course, Youngsville has uh, their parade on Saturday. Home like of the famous and- Brandon Combo. <laughs> you, you, you. 137 floats. 1,403,000. <laughs> that's amazing, by the way. That number, like, my goodness, that's like an incredible amount. It is. The parade's going to take like 10 hours. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, totally. No, it's funny. You drive through the city of Youngsville and it's all barricaded up right now. <laughs> now, I will say this, though. It doesn't like, okay. It's very neat, like the way that the barricades just kind of line through the city. Yeah. It's very neatly set up. Um, but, yeah, uh, everywhere you look in Youngsville, they're they're getting ready for it. It is just too much fun. Um, and, you know, the kids, man, mm-hmm. the kids being able to have so much fun. And, oh, yeah. You know, it just, Mardi Gras weekend can be such a blast. All right. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, Sunday is kind of. Do your rest, but there are a whole bunch of other Mardi Gras activities throughout various areas of Acadian on Sunday. Uh huh. It's just a day of rest for Lafayette because that means Lafayette's (laughs) taking a break from the weekend and then gearing up for Monday, which is like 
the marathon Mardi Gras day. But I can tell you on Sunday, I'm going to the festival. Yeah. Because they have music, right? Mm-hmm. The festival at Cajun Field. Right. Ooh, music, yeah. fun, mm-hmm. rides. I saw a new looking thing last night, but I was passing in traffic. Mm. So I was trying to be conscientious. Hey, Bern, don't uh, run into that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, a new, th- different kind of thing uh-huh. that I saw for kids. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Okay. So they have tons of stuff uh-huh. that you can enjoy over there. Monday, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the festival's going on all weekend. And yes. Monday night. Mm-hmm. <gasps> ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> Queen Evangeline's Parade and plus all of the other uh, ladies crews mm-hmm. around this area. That's a long parade. It's so much fun. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those ladies look so terrific. Yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I, maybe I need to get a new costume. Maybe that's what it is. You got to go to that parade last year, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just so. It, that's. Okay. It is like I love them all. I knew that was. But it's your favorite. But it, cause it, It's well, okay. The beauty of it yeah. and the, the beauty of of all of the um, costumes. Mm-hmm. And tonight is a super fun night. Mm-hmm. Um, with the I Bicentennial get, Parade? Well, that. Uh-huh. And then I get to hang out with some Xanadu folks tonight. Oh, uh, okay. So I am super excited about that. <laughs> and then Tuesday will be here. We'll have King Gabriel's Parade. Then the Lafayette Mardi Gras Association Parade. Mm-hmm. And then the big Lafayette Independent Parade. And don't forget, the bars will close at at midnight. Yes. Midnight on Tuesday night. And then at 12 o'clock and one second (laughs) on Wednesday, it'll be Ash Wednesday. So then they'll begin cleaning up the streets. But, oh, part of time is here. And I just love to see all the different license plates Mm -hmm. of people that come into our area. Yes. Because you just, I mean, I saw Connecticut yesterday, Uh New uh Mexico. A few days before that, I saw one, but I, I wasn't sure. It looked like Washington State, but I was like, eh. Oh, okay. Yeah. It might have been one of uh, one of Bob's oh, relatives. <laughs> it might have been one of Bob Carricker's uh, yes. relatives. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Huh, probably so They were was. coming in from the Washington and Connecticut areas. How many so. people do you say, 17 or 27? I thought it was that's 27. That's a lot of people, Yeah, right? it's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot of people coming in from uh, other parts of the country. Oh, so Mardi Gras is here. It's going to be so much fun. Listen, mm-hmm. few reminders about the things you can and can't do. Leave your pets at home. You know, the bands are awesome and you're going to have police sirens and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, your pet is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people are uncomfortable with animals. Whatever your pet animal is, leave it at home. <laughs> okay. Your beautiful python snake, <laughs> he could stay home or she, you know. I feel like there's a law against bringing a python to a, to a Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, there is. Yes. <laughs> you see? See? Yeah. And, of course, Winky Dinky Dog would know, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we, we covered that in the Louisiana laws a couple weeks see, ago. See, I knew it. It was ringing <laughs> yeah, up a yeah, bell. Yeah. <laughs> so leave the pythons at home, everybody, yes. you know. And if you have any squirrel monkeys... A, return them, and B, don't, <laughs> yeah. try, to, yeah, right. don't try to bring them to a parade. Uh-uh. Right? right? Yeah, no glass containers, you know. Um, be very careful with whatever you bring out mm-hmm. on the parade route. The whole goal is to have fun, yes. but to do it safely. There you go. Um, so just just be thinking about that. Yeah, you know? don't be that guy. No, and don't push kids out of the way for beans. That's horrible. It's wrong, but... Fortunately, some people are goofy. 98% of people are totally awesome. Yeah. But, you know, just in case. Okay. So, silly string, no uh-huh. joke. 
Silly string, not allowed on the parade route. Oh, I didn't realize there was a ban against silly string. Yep, and snap pops. Okay. Um, So none of those. Especially these days. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just too creepy. Oh, yeah. You know, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are just kind of the general things that we need to know about. Uh, Things you should definitely do when the bands start playing, you should boogie down. (laughs) It's also nice to applaud them. And especially the parents and chaperones that are walking with the bands. Mm. Because these people are so sweet because <laughs> they support these kids. Mm-hmm. These kids are trying to raise money for, you know, to keep up with their band activities. So there's a lot of folks that volunteer uh, for these parades with bands and other groups. And there's just a lot. Thank there's, you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say there's something about the sound of a band at a parade. Yes. That's my favorite. Uh, Me drum too. Line. The yes. drum line. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Isn't it like it's the my best? Favorite. Yeah. Oh, it just stirs your soul. It does. It really that does. and the sirens from the police officers at mm-hmm. the beginning of the parade. Uh-huh. I li- I literally will get goosebumps. <laughs> and I'm an old lady now. So, you know, it's pretty fun still. <laughs> I don't but, think you're that old. You can't be that much older than me. Um, I'm 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 25. There you Compare go. notes after. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull out my ancient scroll. <laughs> Um, so just have a good time. Do everything safely, please. And or just know. go to Texas like me. Well, oh. there's Rob. He's doing yes. that, right? Yeah. The wink of the dink says later, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I grew up in New Orleans. I about had an, I, I do one parade a year, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, go. I'm good. <laughs> I wonder if Galveston had theirs already. We're not going there. No, not going to Galveston no, no, this time. No. Okay. We're going to see the practice grandkids. Oh. A little town called Magnolia, Texas. It's kind of northwest of Houston, kind of near Conroe area. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sounds kind of precious. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Grandchildren are where it's at. I don't have real grandchildren. I call these the practice grandchildren. Ah. They're our godchildren. Yes. Our nieces, kids. Oh, that's cute. And so since our kids are are at that age, we're kind of calling them our practice grandkids because I'm trying it out (laughs) to see how this works, you know? But they're five and a half hours away, so, you know. You got to go and visit. It'll get easier. Are you bringing gifts? Oh, yeah. Well, there's okay. a birthday next month. And, <laughs> yeah, it has know. to be done. Yeah. Even if there wasn't a birthday, I got a camper. Right now, I got a camper dinette full of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> now, that sounds exciting. <laughs> all right. So we've got, a, we've got a great show. We're going to have all our fun cast of characters joining us this morning, including our own Winky Dicky Dog, the news hound Rob. He'll be around in just a few minutes. But first. We've got more to come in the news department on Acadiana's Morning News. This is your number one news, weather, and traffic source in Acadiana. This is News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. President Joe Biden says the U.S. is developing sharper rules to track, monitor, and potentially shoot down unknown aerial objects that enter U.S. airspace. The announcement comes after three weeks of investigation following the shootdown of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over Montana. A special grand jury investigating efforts by former President Trump and his allies to overturn his election loss in Georgia is expressing concerns that one or more witnesses may have lied under oath. 
The panel recommends the district attorney seek appropriate indictments. It's a big weekend for Mardi Gras revelers across South Louisiana. That means you can expect traffic slowdowns in and around Lafayette Parade Route from downtown along Johnson Street to Cajun Field. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Meanwhile, Lafayette's Friday night Mardi Gras parade will roll tonight at 6.30 as Acadiana kicks off a big Mardi Gras weekend, which includes the opening of La Festival de Mardi Gras à Lafayette at Cajun Field. All the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating that took place around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. After 17 years, Louisiana's road home program has come to an end. The state has said with the sunsetting of the program, it will drop lawsuits filed against thousands of people accused of misspending grants for elevating their homes. The road home program was instituted after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita in 2005. And the Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Farmerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts a jackpot of an estimated $84 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. West Baton Rouge's newly renovated conference center is a Convention South Reader's Choice winner and is the ideal spot for weddings and other special occasions. Visit westbatonrouge.net. Like them on Facebook, westbatonrouge.net. We've got finally the return of a bit of sunshine out there today. We're going to start to dry out as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be warming up. We are quite chilly out there today. Temperatures going to be getting to about 51 degrees in the afternoon. Strong winds from the north at about 10 to 15 miles an hour is going to mean that we'll see those temperatures, or the wind chill rather, stay down in the 40s. Low tonight going to be dropping down into the 30s. We'll be about 34 for the overnight low. Highs for tomorrow getting back into the 50s. About 57 with sunny skies for Saturday. Wind chill going to be a little cooler than that. Frigid start but should start to thaw out towards the end of the weekend. Temperatures on Sunday going to be at about 70 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Winds will start to change a little bit out of the south by the end of the day on Sunday. Warm, muggy, and cloudy as we get into Mardi Gras week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. If you can squeeze it, they can freeze it. Call today for your complimentary cool sculpting consultation at Williamson Cosmetic Center, 337-735-3870. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right. Um, Checking traffic right now. We uh, do not have any crashes or breakdowns, but school zones are in effect, so please be mindful of those. You can't hurry love. It's probably illegal in most states. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Beautiful job. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Winky Dinky Dog News Hound, Rob is here with strange (laughs) but true. The state's edition. Yeah, well, actually, my plan was with Mardi Gras this weekend, I really had planned on doing a strange but true Mardi Gras edition. Yeah. And all the ones I've ever done, I've saved every single one I've ever done. And so I did a quick search on sure. my list of word docs and stuff, and I couldn't find one. I thought, well, man, why haven't I done one? So I started looking it up. Yeah. Come to find out, 
there's really not that many strange things about Mardi Gras that we're <laughs> no, no, because it's all built for people who aren't here. So if you're if you grew up here and you go to Mardi Gras, it's all normal. That's right. <laughs> Every fact that I could find about Mardi Gras was completely normal to us. It makes go. perfect right? sense. So, it? so we're going to continue our little Ooh. tour around the country of strange laws. So where wow. we start today. We are going to go just slightly north. We're going to take our first uh, to Arkansas. Ah, there we go. How do you pronounce Arkansas, by the way? Uh, some people say Arkansas. I know. Well, I that's Arkansas. actually illegal in Arkansas. Oh. We'll get to that. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's great. The law provides that school teachers who bob their hair will not get a raise. Are you serious? <laughs> no, what's a bob? You know, like when it comes like this, kind of like a little. Like the 60s, late 60s, early yes. 70s kind of deal? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. All right. All right. Remember how we've already had a couple of laws about alligators? Yeah. yeah. You can't tie them up to, you know, the yeah. fire hydrant. Uh-huh. Well, Arkansas is taking care of the alligator issue up there as well. Oh, uh, they may not be kept in bathtubs in Arkansas. Because oh, wow. <laughs> there was that one guy. Oh, you know yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. His other bathtub was cooking meth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in Arkansas, Arkansas must be pronounced by law. Ah, Arkansas. There you go. They get Welcome a little testy when you say Arkansas. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't blame them. By the way, you asked the pronunciation. My favorite pronunciation of Arkansas is the way it's going to sound so out of left field. Is the way that Jay Walker says it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he just the way he just Arkansas like it just Arkansas flows yeah. through. Like, well, then you got Stevie hmm. P who couldn't say Washington. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. Washington. Washington. <laughs> I was like, what was there an R in Washington? <laughs> well, <laughs> when you wash your clothes, I mean, it's like well, Washington. You know, I know it. <laughs> since we're talking about a, a bunch of our former sports guys, yeah. Scott Prather, you ever heard him pronounce Philadelphia? No, is it Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> I love those guys. All right, in Arkansas, I have no idea why you. Would think they'd be big on supporting the our men and uh, men and women in blue. Yeah, in Arkansas, it's illegal to buy or sell blue light bulbs. Oh, oh you can't buy or sell, huh? I don't know why. Wow, people impersonating. Oh yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, we're going way out west to the goofy state of yes. Arizona? No, no, no. Much goofier with the nuts and the berries. Oh, all. California. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Baldwin, California, at Baldwin Park, nobody is allowed to ride a bicycle in a swimming pool. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's crazy. In Blythe, California, yes. you are not permitted to wear cowboy boots unless mm-hmm. you already own at least two cows. Oh, wow. Are you serious? So like pa- okay. That's, okay, that's just yeah. fun. Somebody right? in Blythe got a little too oversensitive. Yeah. <laughs> In Burlingame, <laughs> it's illegal to spit, except except on baseball diamonds. Okay, that's okay. Makes sense. Yeah, right. Caramel ice cream may not be eaten while standing on the sidewalk. Really? However, it was repealed when Clint Eastwood was the mayor. Oh, oh that's cute. <laughs> Same town. Women may not wear high heels while in the city limits. And what town in California? This is Burlingame, California. Burlingame, California. No high heels. Huh. I might move there. I don't know if there's an issue with the women of the night or I it don't might know. Be. Uh, yeah, th- that would not be my issue, but okay. <laughs> Moving on. Somewhere in unnamed California, uh-huh. community leaders passed an ordinance that makes it illegal 
for anyone to try and stop a child from playfully jumping over puddles of water. <laughs> wow. That's my big joy when I'm running and I'm yeah. training for races and yeah. it's been yeah. after a rain. Uh-huh. Oh, heck yeah, I'm stomping in puddles. People on Morgan Street have seen me do it lots of times on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, you'll like, jump two these... feet inside that puddle. Yeah, man. that's right. <laughs> you know? Life is full of the little joys, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to Hollywood. Mm. You can imagine, mm. huh? Okay. Huh? It's illegal to drive more than 2,000 sheep down Hollywood Boulevard at one time. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. It's illegal. More say than 2,000, right? More. It, more than. I like what you yeah. picked up on that. So, you yeah. Know, okay. More than 2,000 sheep but at 1, one time. 1,999 is okay, though. Right. All right. And this is just Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I wonder. Boy, I'd love to know what the origin of that was, right? Ooh. <laughs> Probably Funny. just one of those laws that been on the books forever. Forever? Then, yeah. yeah, totally. In California, it's illegal to have caller ID. Really? I don't know how they can get away with that anymore. Yeah. I know. It's, it may have been a big deal back in the day when it was all brand new. And, yeah, it could be. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that ha- that's probably helpful, though, when you were still wanting, as a young person, to make prank phone calls. So I can see so. the advantage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in California. Yes. It's against regulations to let phones ring more than nine times in state offices. <laughs> well, that's kind of fascinating, isn't right? it? Yeah. Can you imagine? So, you just stepped away to get some coffee and it's that, phone's it's that, ringing. you can hear it and you count it. It's that sixth ring and you're not quite close enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, run, Forrest, uh, run. In California. Yes. It's illegal to cry on the witness stand. Oh, yet wow! Wasn't that Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing going on? You know, yeah. I don't know. Okay, that's really stupid. Yeah, here's one that you just mentioned for Mardi Gras parades. Yeah, that it's illegal for here. Not illegal, but maybe prohibited. Okay, in Lodi, California, it's illegal to own or sell silly string. Yeah. Oh, they must have had some problems. Boy, big time. Mm-hmm. Somebody silly was going string around. Kind of can be a menace. It's like toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, you TP, you know, stuff that's just Mm -hmm. absolute mess. Yeah, because it's when the humidity sets in, man. It makes it so hard to get rid of all that stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) It is illegal to set a mousetrap without a hunting license. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) I'm always serious. Isn't this whole segment serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's strange, but true. So if you want to get rid of that vermin in your house, you got to go apply for a hunting license. license. Yeah. That's kooky and fun. That is overregulated state right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. to say the least. And our last one in California, women may not drive in a house coat. No. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Bernie uh-huh. is rolling her eyes as she Big. sips on her coffee. <laughs> yes. That that I'm glad you're telling us these dumb laws cuz yeah. that's kooky. I like the sheep one much better. Yeah. So you basically, you can't drive in your house coat or be barefoot. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Oh. All right. We're going to jump over to Colorado since we've got oh, a few more minutes. There we go. Let's do it. It's not a, It's not where you think it's going. Really? No. Nope, it's nope, not, it's nope. not going the weed route? This one I like okay. because, you know, th- this is the day that I like to car shop on because there's nobody to bother me. Okay. Car dealers may not show cars on a Sunday. So they put it into actually ordinance. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's the day you go scout things and kind of get an idea. I totally love that because yeah. that's that's the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, go and see what you like, what you don't like. 
Look at the sticker prices. Right. Yeah. It's a great day to do Cripple it. Creek, Colorado. Cripple Creek? Yeah. That, wasn't it the, was it Credence that put, I came up with that song? I don't know. Oh. I don't, I don't remember. Cripple Creek. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay. It's illegal to bring your horse or pack mule above the ground floor of any building. <laughs> That's that great. Somebody. <laughs> Done that. This is my emotional uh, uh, mule. <laughs> my emotional <laughs> support, support mule. mule. <laughs> In Denver, the dog catcher. This is one of my favorites. So here, are you ready holding on? Put, put oh, that coffee yep. away. Okay, coffee is yeah. down. I'm holding right. on to you. The dog catcher must notify dogs of impounding by posting for three consecutive days a notice on a tree in the city park and along public roads running through said park. Are you serious? Wow, that's <laughs> kooky. That is beyond They have to let the dogs true. know by written notice that they plan on taking them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes total sense yeah, to so, me. You know, alligator crossings and yeah. deer crossings. It's because they can read and that's what they that's, know. What that's, that's what the they know. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Post the dogs that, hey, dogs, y'all are going to be impounded. <laughs> It is also in Denver unlawful to lend your vacuum cleaner to your neighbor. <laughs> There's a story okay, there. Okay, yeah, and and that's some totally strange but true. You it's cannot awesome. lend your vacuum to your neighbor because maybe they got the funk and you don't, and you don't want the funk <laughs> in your house. Okay. It's also <laughs> illegal to drive a black car on Sundays. Really? And I own a black Tacoma. That's really strange. So don't strange. get in your black vehicle on Sundays mm-hmm. and drive next door to deliver a vacuum cleaner to your neighbor. To your neighbor, <laughs> right? Breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the, the law. law. <laughs> uh, in Colorado, it's now legal to remove furniture tags that say do not remove under penalty of law. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good law? That's a real good one. Yeah, yeah right there. Yeah. yeah. It's illegal to mistreat rats. In Denver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why why okay. would anybody stick up for the rats? And we got two more, yeah. and we'll okay. shut this one down for this Because there's politicians. Oh, uh, but I'm bumped. Uh, Hit the bell, somebody. Hit the <laughs> bell. Right. Pueblo, Colorado. It yes. is illegal to let a dandelion grow within city limits. Oh, because dandelions are what? considered Some little local weeds? city councilman hated them uh-huh. and decided, I want them all gone. Goodbye, dandelions. He's the Scrooge. He is. In Sterling, Colorado, <laughs> yeah. cats may not run loose without having been fit with a taillight. <laughs> what? Right? What? Who comes up with this stuff? And how do you get a taillight to stay on a, a little bit, even a little bit? What? Yeah. That's odd. That's bizarre. By the way, these uh, people are strange. By the way, Dan G from Franklin yeah. says he grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and a lot of people say Washington east of the Cascade Mountains. I like it. Yes. Yeah. My mom was from Pennsylvania, so we always washed our clothes too. Uh, we said Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of the because I had a former, uh, I knew somebody that used to say sofer. Sofa. Yeah. Sofa. Not a sofa. Yeah, we're going to go sit down at the sofa. Yeah, let's go sit on the sofa and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. yeah. People, I love America, man. <laughs> Isn't it great? Because people are just so fun. Now, some of these laws, though, I, I really want to know more about the whole you can't wear your house coat while driving thing. Yeah, I saw you know? that kind of effect. That was a little trigger there for you, right? Yeah, well, it was yeah. because you're like, okay, that is so weird. 
No. Boy, there must have been some strange stuff going on oh, in that so, town. Yeah, one too many women were Ooh, doing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah that was yeah. getting wild in them housecoats. <laughs> Ooh, housecoats of America. Okay. Our next, uh, <laughs> our next trip will start off in the Northeast. Okay. At, at Connecticut. <gasps> Yay! That sounds like fun. You think? That's. Horrible. I bet they're very weird. You're setting the standard for me very high, and you know you shouldn't do that. Okay. I am here to disappoint people. <laughs> God. One day, I hope to just, I strive to be average. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Me too, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winky Dinky Dog, Rob, the new sound, is delightful and fun and entertaining. And that was just exceptional. So thank you. So we started Connecticut. Yeah. You, Lord. Yes. Yeah, you're easy to please. Well, no, they were so fun. Come on. You have to yeah. admit it. <laughs> and I'm sure when you do the research, you're like, what? Well, I had to do, I actually had to read them in, in advance because a couple of them repeat itself. And so I wanted to make sure, and I wanted to make sure there was no inappropriate laws that I accidentally start and Uh-oh. then couldn't finish because I wasn't reading the sentence fully the way through. through so. Oopsie. So I did read them before I came on air. <laughs> I love it. All right. For the parade tonight, just know that it'll be clear and cold. Now, as you're heading out today for school, work, all that stuff, it will be mostly sunny throughout the day, but it's going to be a breezy day and a high temperature today only at 51 degrees. You know, yesterday it was 73 degrees right now. I know. Mm-hmm. It's cuckoo cray cray. It's coming up now on 655 on Acadiana's Morning News. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Burbridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. The rules are changing. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Biden ordered that for how and when they would shoot more objects out of the sky after taking down the Chinese spy balloon first and three still unidentified objects later. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies recreation or research institutions. Fox's Peter Ducey's at the White House. Answers about the object shot down over Alaska may be coming now via the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. They say that they lost what Aviation Week is describing as a party-style Pico balloon over Alaska the same day an F-22 shot something down in the same spot. This, uh, the president spoke after he got a physical, and he's reported to be healthy, vigorous, and fit for office. The exam was at Walter Reed Medical Center, where Senator John Fetterman is this morning, the Pennsylvania Democrat being treated for depression. Fetterman's office says he checked himself into the hospital. His chief of staff says Fetterman's clinical depression recently became more serious. It's something Fetterman has experienced for years. Fox's Chad Bergram. Fetterman spent two days in a hospital last week after feeling lightheaded. The senator was elected in November, months after suffering a stroke. Two weeks after a toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, residents still don't believe tests showing air and water safe. No. I don't. No, I don't feel safe. You know, I, I think it would be a fool to say that I felt safe right now. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson's there. FEMA has declined giving assistance at this time. A FEMA administrator tells Fox News they're in constant contact with officials here on the ground. But it's notable, Senator J.D. Vance also says he wants Norfolk Southern to pay for these damages, not the American taxpayer. The railroad says it's given over a million dollars to hundreds of families for lodging, travel, food, and other reimbursements. Five fired Memphis cops charged with murder of a bond hearing this morning. 
In the Tyree Nichols case, he died days after a police beating. America's listening to Fox News. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. While prosecutors in Georgia keep considering criminal charges related to former President Trump's attempts to overturn the state's election results, portions of a special grand jury report made public show jurors found no fraud, but they believe some witnesses unnamed may have committed perjury. In Arizona, Republican Carrie Lake, who claims fraud cost her last year's election for governor, lost again in courts. The Arizona Court of Appeals rejecting Carrie Lake's challenge of her defeat in the state's governor's race to Democrat Katie Hobbs. In Thursday's ruling, the court writing Lake presented no evidence that voters whose ballots were unreadable by tabulators at polling places were not able to vote, even pointing out Lake's witness acknowledged that ballots that couldn't be initially read were ultimately counted. Lake, among the most vocal proponents of election fraud in the 2020 presidential race, has been claiming misconduct since losing to Katie Hobbs by just over over 17,000 votes. Hobbs was sworn in as Arizona's governor last month. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are falling, suggesting more selling. A baseball legend has died. Tim McCarver, not just famous for playing, he's in the Hall of Fame for broadcasting. During his playing days, McCarver won a pair of World Series titles as a catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals and then went on to an incredibly successful career analyzing the game on TV. After retiring, McCarver quickly became one of the most recognizable broadcasters in the game and became known nationally, especially during his nearly two decades at Fox. He was the lead analyst for more than 20 World Series broadcasts and won six Emmys for his work on television. As a player, McCarver was a two-time All-Star during his 21-year career and formed a successful partnership with Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Gibson. Tim McCarver was 81. I'm Eric Messersmith. Fox News. In the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks won their 12th straight game beating Chicago, but star Giannis Antetokounmpo suffered a sprained wrist. His status for the All-Star Game Sunday is unknown. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Dave Anthony. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. 14 protesters arrested during the 2016 protest of Alton Sterling's police shooting death will receive $1.17 million. The East Baton Rouge Metro Council approved the settlement, accusing Baton Rouge law enforcement of violating their First Amendment rights and using of excessive force. Protester Blair Amani says the accountability from the city is a success. So to be able to go back and to fight over these past years and to have this, the city admitting that accountability was necessary is really, uh, really big. The protesters were imprisoned strip searched and a 17-year-old protester was also detained at the adult prison. Among the 14 protesters were two reporters. 
One was Sherry Foytland, who recalls the humiliation. We had to take off all of our clothes. We had to bend down. We had to make noises. We were in a situation where we were dehumanized as people, as humans. That was not a regular process. And that's just one of the many things that happened there. Foytland says Governor John Bell Edwards should also take accountability for his comments to the media. Governor John Bell Edwards, you owe us an apology. That very next day, you came out and said that they used an accurate amount of force. You didn't know that. You didn't ask us. You didn't talk to us. You just believed that line, and you furthered that, and you were wrong, and I'll be expecting the email. The settlement still has to be approved by a U.S. district judge who is presiding over the trial. Meanwhile, in Shreveport, the white police officer involved in the shooting death of an unarmed black man has been arrested and charged with negligent homicide. Less than two weeks after 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley was killed, 23-year-old officer Alex Tyler is arrested. Tyler's attorney, Dew Thompson, says body camera footage shows Bagley fleeing officers. Ran into a back bedroom, grabbed an object off the nightstand table, and then jumped out of the balcony window. Thompson says moments later, Bagley came towards him and Tyler fired his weapon. Ron Haley, attorney for the Bagley family, says Bagley only had a bottle of liquor when he ran from officers. Mr. Bagley was not a threat. It was not a threat to anyone. If anyone, he was a threat to himself. State troopers are leading the investigation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Here in Lafayette, we welcome all comers for Mardi Gras festivities that kick into high gear starting tonight. Joe Giglio is parade chairman of the Greater Southwest Louisiana Mardi Gras Association. He invites everyone to visit Lafayette tonight as they kick off the big weekend. At 6.30, we have the uh, Friday night kickoff parade, which this year the theme is celebrating the Parish of Lafayette Bicentennial as well as some of our local fairs and festivals. He says Lafayette Mardi Gras is a much more family-friendly affair, and Saturday's parades will begin with a children's parade made up entirely of youthful float riders. Giglio says that parade rolls at 1230. And then Saturday evening is the crew of Bonaparte's parade. Uh, Record number of riders for Bonaparte this year, 31 floats total, and, you know, lots of marching bands and all the other typical Mardi Gras. Now, Sunday is a day of rest here in Lafayette, and on Monday, Lundi Gras. The city hosts the annual Queen's Parade at 6 p.m. with representatives from 11 area crews. Giglio says it all leads up to Fat Tuesday with three parades rolling beginning at 10 a.m. First, the King's Parade, which is the crew of Gabriel, and then the Lafayette Mardi Gras Association rides in the second slot, and then after that is the Lafayette Independent Parade, which will start at about 1 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Now, all the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Lafayette Mardi Gras wraps up Tuesday night with the big grand ball at 8 o'clock at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Several school campuses in New Iberia near the 300 block of Trotter Street went on lockdown yesterday as New Iberia police investigated a potentially dangerous situation Details of that situation not been made available, but we have learned an arrest was made and no injuries were reported. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating that happened around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. In state news, after 17 years, the Road Home program comes to an official end, and also lawsuits against those accused of misspending rebuilding grants. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. 
Over 3,000 homeowners who received road home grants for elevating their house above flood level, but spent it instead on general repairs, were being sued to recover those dollars. Congressman Troy Carter says that was a mistake. Today, we make that correction. Governor John Bell Edwards says as road home ends, so too do the clawback lawsuits. All of that is over. We are not going to pursue any of that going forward. Carter says it's good timing as Louisiana says, throw me something, mister. We're throwing something to you, the citizens. God bless you. Carter says thousands can finally have some peace of mind. I'm Kevin Gallagher. FEMA has announced that federal relief funds in excess of $5.5 million have been earmarked for building repairs at the Southwest Louisiana Center for Health Services. That facility is still recovering from damages sustained in the hurricanes of 2020. Lafayette Consolidated Government is hosting a debris day drop-off for residents to get rid of unwanted items that aren't typically picked up curbside. That event will be March 18th at Brown Park and the Robichaux Rec Center. For details of what's accepted and what's not, go to LafayetteLA.gov. The Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Farmerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts jackpot of an estimated $84 million. In sports, Raging Cajun softball downing Indiana yesterday 4-1 as they opened play in the Tax Act Invitational in Clearwater, Florida. The Cajuns will play Michigan today at 5. Cajuns baseball opens their season in Houston tonight. UL will face Rice in the first of three games against the Owls. First pitch tonight set for 6.30 with the pregame show beginning at 6 o'clock here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Meanwhile, the number one ranked team in the country, LSU Tigers, their season opens today against Western Michigan. Junior first baseman Trey Morgan has been a star for the Tigers since arriving in Baton Rouge and has noticed a shift in the locker room ahead of the season. He says the team is not running from the expectations. He's not going to sit up there and lie to us, but he's going to say, um, yeah, we're picked to go all the way, but... It's how we show up every day, uh, every game, every practice. Do we show up as the team that's supposed to go all the way, or do we show up as the team that deserves to go all the way? First pitch has been moved up to 3 o'clock this afternoon due to concerns about the weather. Raging Cajuns basketball snapping a two-game losing streak with a big 84-67 win over ULM last night at the Cajun Dome. Next up, the Cajuns Head to Harrisonburg, Virginia, as they will take on James Madison. Game time is set for 6 o'clock tomorrow with the pregame show set to begin at 5.30 here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. We've got finally the return of a bit of sunshine out there today. We're going to start to dry out as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be warming up. We are quite chilly out there today. Temperature is going to be getting to about 51 degrees in the afternoon. Strong winds from the north at about 10 to 15 miles an hour is going to mean that we'll see those temperatures, or the wind chill rather, stay down in the 40s. Lows tonight going to be dropping down into the 30s. We'll be about 34 for the overnight low. Highs for tomorrow getting back into the 50s. About 57 with sunny skies for Saturday. Wind chill going to be a little cooler than that. Frigid start but should start to thaw out towards the end of the weekend. Temperatures on Sunday going to be at about 70 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Winds will start to change a little bit out of the south by the end of the day on Sunday. Warm, muggy, and cloudy as we get into Mardi Gras week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 
News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have, uh, well, actually, we do not have any crashes or breakdowns. Uh, we do have school zones that are in effect right now, so please be mindful of them. Yeah. Your national anthem is brought to you by Hulco Printers, serving Acadiana since 1972. Buy local, shop local, support Acadiana. Oh, say, can you And bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets regulated the bombs. That our flag was still there. Oh, say does this heart spangled It's coming up now on 718 on Acadiana's Morning News. For everybody just joining us, the second hour of our show, I am applauding because we have made it to Friday. Uh-huh. And well, we're almost at the halfway mark, too, as, as a matter of fact. I know. Uh-huh. Wow, super, super fun. Yes. I bet you know who else is super, super excited right now? Mm. Teachers. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the public schools, they have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. And then, like, parochial schools, you know, uh-huh. like, they've got, um, I think most of them have, like, a week off. So, party time. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine the gloriousness of not having to wake up and watch those kids get off the bus? And Yeah, and but then you stuff. have to wake up and listen to them say, I want breakfast. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's the flip. It's the other side of the coin. Yeah, it is. (laughs) When when they're older, it's so much better because then you're like, just shut up and go in your room. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, make me some breakfast. Uh, Yeah, that's even better. Get in there and make me some eggs. Because you have good kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, my kids are great. I know they're listening. They're great. I love you. (laughs) Make me dinner. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Bernadette Lee, Brandon Como, we're here always for Acadiana's Morning News, but... This morning is Friday, 
So we've got from the Rustic Renegade, Caleb Morse and Justin Richard. Gentlemen, good morning to you too. Good morning. And applause morning. from the from the studio audience <laughs> of one. <laughs> Where's the button, Brandy? You don't have the button. No, oh. no applause button. Sorry. Oh, we got to work on that, yeah, right? Like 117 buttons up there, and none of them. None of them like, for the applause. Shame on us. I mean, I could give you a couple of other buttons on here. <laughs> oh, that one. Man. No. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's that. That one works. Yeah. 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 That's when you totally, you know, all oh, you went over. I can do this one as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want me to play this one. Oh, we used to use those, huh? Those, those were those were quite entertaining. Oh, I don't know so. if they can hear those though, huh? Yeah. Uh, we have some archives. Want to hear them, yeah. Oh well. You know what? <laughs> what? Speaking of which, what? I think if you put in the word applause. Oh. I think. Wait, look. Wait, so it, is it like is it like a Google database? Oh, we wish. Um, oh, we do have it, actually. See, look so, at this. Justin knows more about it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All those people in our studio audience. <laughs> Coming to you live from a studio audience. <laughs> Throwing little pickles at our guests. Okay. <laughs> because Only for Mardi Gras. That's, that's right. Only for Mardi Gras. All right. So, gents, good morning. Good morning. Morning to you all. Well, all right. So, let's start off. First off, what is the CMP? You've already told me, but tell tell everybody what the CMP is. So the CMP is the Civilian Marksmanship Program. Okay. And uh, it is the government's way. They were authorized. You remember the year when they when they started? It was the early 1900s, and it was started as a a way to one to increase the civilian level of marksmanship to teach the people the fundamentals of marksmanship. And these demilled military rifles, Springfield 1903s, M1 Garands, M1 carbines that were you know, in, in mothball storage where we're being sold off to the public, you know, for that purpose. Yo, so that's neat. What but, they would do is is military service rifles, bolt action, semi-automatics, and a few other different variants, nothing machine gun, right? Right, right, uh, right. Were sold to the public, and then you could buy them directly from the government. Now, there's two locations. One is in Georgia. Anniston, Georgia. And uh, the, other one, the other one is. Uh, the other one's a place that's further away because I've only been to the one in Anniston. Gotcha. Um, Alabama, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um so in order to be a member of the CMP, you have to show that you're a veteran, uh, you're a member of like the NRA or some other shooting group, or even like a mm-hmm. local group. If you're a member of like the Eunice Range or Fusilier or something else, you can okay. order the CMP. Neat. Um, what's cool about it is now there are limits on what, how much you can purchase. Okay. Uh, you can buy up to eight M1 Garands a year, four M1 carbines, and now you can buy 1911s. And the government sells these to you at a discounted price. Okay. The CMP is a private organization. And is the only organization that the government authorizes these to be sold through. Mm. Now, uh, I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. As an FFL dealer, as a, a licensed firearm dealer in the United States, when we sell you a firearm, you come in our store and we do a, you do a 4473 and you pick it up. Mm-hmm. The only other way to, to do a transaction is at an authorized gun show. And we okay. At a gun show, that kind of thing. That's not the case with the CMP. They can mm. actually ship the firearms, the rifles, not the handguns. They can ship them directly to your home. Wow. So uh, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Yeah, in this obviously, instance. right? Uh, but what I was just talking about it today is is pretty interesting because it's been really hard to get certain kind of ammunition. Mm-hmm. M1 Garands are designed to shoot a lower power round. Uh, the 30 carbine cartridge, which is the M1 carbine, uh, and 45 ACP, the government has got thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of rounds of this. 
that the taxpayers have paid for. Yeah, okay. And it's just been sitting there in storage. Now, some of it gets demilled, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of this has been sitting there in storage because they can't demill at all. Mm-hmm. The CMP is now getting a large shipment, and the CMP will be selling military surplus ammunition to the public again. Ah, okay. Now to the whole public. To the this, well, you have to be part of to meet the CMP's okay. qualifications. Okay, so um, you must be prior military or prior military, or be a member of a shooting, club. or be a member of a shooting club. Uh, okay. Now, what's what's funny about this is it's a a private organization. Yes. Selling taxpayers products bought with taxpayer dollars. Yes. And then the government gets a, a portion of the proceeds. I tell you, and um, you know, as Justin was telling us. When it began, when this program began at the turn of the the nineteenth, uh, uh, yeah, it, like so, and they're like, "Hey, we need to help people get better at marksmanship." And look at us now in twenty twenty three. They're trying to, "Hey, you really shouldn't have a gun at all." When they used to, you know, they would teach marksmanship in school. Yeah, you had the uh, the Eddie Eagle program and a few others, mm-hmm. um, and. The reason, when it, like Justin was saying, the reason they started doing this is marksmanship went down in the military. Mm. Uh, World War One time frame, the combat effectiveness of, of the military was less than 10%. Mm. So if a lot of people, when you look at like the heroes, Audie Murphy and Chesty Puller and all these other people in the early wars, one or two people could change the face of the war because not that many people actually engaged. Wow. Uh, so God, let that sink they in. started doing these kind of programs to get the population mm-hmm. more involved yeah. and, and more lethal because the fear was invasion. Absolutely. And that fear really hasn't changed. It's just become suppressed over the years. Isn't it fascinating? And, you know, you don't know. We never know what what happens in our world. You know, it yeah. takes bigger people to, to really think about these things because you don't. Nobody ever expected September 11th. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever expects things that are on a grand scale or even a minor scale. You know, it, it's wow. really hard to stay ahead of evil, but uh, but it exists. It exists in the world. And um, we, we have to be, you don't want to be overprepared. I mean, you, no, obviously. You don't, but we're not trying, I'm not trying to fear monger. No. You know, I believe in preparedness. I mean, I've got a mm-hmm. tent on the top of my truck, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but so this, this is really good as far as overall ammunition. And, and something mm-hmm. that Justin wanted to go ahead and touch on, too, is a little bit of reloading. Um, that's, a, that's a realm that I know almost nothing about. Oh, talk so to I, us. I rely heavily on <laughs> So I've been in the industry long enough to see several shortages of ammunition, uh, mm-hmm. 2013 and then 2020, 2021, and so on. Uh, a lot of folks, will they'll get nervous, and they're like, well, I want to start reloading because I can't find the ammunition that I need. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is people like me have already bought up all the components, all the powder, all right. the primers, okay. all the projectiles. So okay. <laughs> you're kind of behind the curve. But here we are three years later, and we're starting to see a return of some of these components, and, and people naturally getting interested. In doing in, this, in, Exactly. Huh? So I started reloading in 2005 as a hobby, something to keep my hands busy. Yeah. Um, the first piece of equipment that I bought was actually a book. It's called The ABCs of Reloading. There's two Okay. Um, there's two authors, one Bill Chevalier and I forget who the other one is, but both can be found on a, like Amazon. Um, and I, the reason I suggest that that be the first piece of equipment you buy is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. One can very easily turn a handgun into a hand grenade. You know, just by doing the wrong thing or a, a slight lapse in judgment or, or just, you know, being distracted while reloading you know, if, if the recipe book calls for five grains of powder, you put 10, you got a problem. Okay, so it's very important to to educate yourself and understand 
the importance of each component, what uh, the function that they serve. Mm-hmm. One must also study the, the various types of ballistics, internal ballistics, what happens inside the gun as the powder is burning. External ballistics, what happens as the bullet's flying through the air and the effects of gravity and drag. And then external ballistics, what happens when a bullet actually strikes something. And when you get into that rabbit hole, you start understanding how bullets are constructed and what they do at certain distance on certain types of game ammunition. And, and another reason I like to talk about this subject is because people ask me all the time, what's the best round? Well, that's difficult to answer because there's no such thing as perfection in the machining world. If Bernie owns seal number one and I own seal number two, Bernie's rifle is going to like something different than my rifle, okay? So mm-hmm. having the ability to tailor cartridges to the individual platform increases accuracy, reduces the chances of wounding shots from game and one. There's, there's a lot of benefits here other than being an ethical hunter, an educated hunter, but the fact that you're self-sufficient yes, and can actually make your own ammunition to me is is worth it. You end up spending so much less money in ammunition. Now, it takes a lot of time. It's very time-consuming, but it's very rewarding, not only in the fact that you've made your own ammunition, but you're saving a lot of money while doing it. Wow. See, and I, I know one person other than, than Justin that, that does this, but now I understand the complexities, at least, you know, just from the 10,000-foot view of why you definitely should start with this book. I've had people, they're like, well, you know, uh, Caleb, I'm sure you reload. No, no, Justin reloads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even delve into that because right. that's one of the things, like, my brain just can't latch mm-hmm, on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's actually loaded me some, he cast his own bullets. Wow. So he's actually loaded me some custom 44s. We're working on some 45, uh, 4570s. Because, look, there's a, there's a lot of things I don't know about. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's been a godsend in that realm because there's only so much knowledge I can hang on to because something's got to get purged. And that, <laughs> <laughs> That's what does. Got it. So Justin is, is the man where that is concerned. Okay, same thing I'm assuming for, I mean, I know you're telling us start off with the, with the book, The ABCs of Reloading. But these are good conversations. If people come to Rustic Renegade and they want to find out more, Good way to do that. Most right? definitely. And in fact, I think the NRA actually gives courses. You can sign up for these wow. reloading courses and educate yourself even further. And, and that's another concept that, that keeps popping up on the show is education. Mm-hmm. Education and knowledge. It's something that we enjoy as as firearm dealers, educating the public and gaining more knowledge while doing so. Amen to that, y'all. Justin said something while we were recording uh, Implicit last night. We were mm-hmm. talking about uh, honor and, and knowledge and poetry. And, and he brought up... Poetry. I'll uh, talk about that in uno momento, yes. He brought up some Japanese swords he was looking at, and they all had Ooh. this repeating image on them, and that image was... I think it's uh, the pursuit of knowledge. It's these characters, Japanese characters, that are struck into the steel. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think the concept came from... Gil was talking about the warriors back in the day were scholars as well. So these, these samurais were also very uh, intelligent individuals, and they always... Pers- in the pursuit of more knowledge. Yeah. You know, to me... That makes a rounded person, you know? And we should be. I mean, now we have our specialties and everything else. Sure. But you want to be a well-rounded and intelligent individual. Okay. Implicit Bias airs Saturday mornings on KPL from 10 a.m. until noon. So are you saying that you were doing a poetry reading? Uh, yeah, Are I you did. saying people definitely cannot miss the show tomorrow? I can't tell you what point in it I read the poem. Uh-huh. Uh, cuz you have to get into it for that. And but, is this uh, a decent poem? It is. Okay. Whenever I told uh-huh. Justin that I wanted to do this, he knew exactly what poem okay. I was going to read. Um 
I, I growing up, I wasn't a reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I read a few small l- little books, and my aunts were English teachers. So they would buy me more books, and mm-hmm. I, I read just to satisfy them. Mm-hmm. And then as I as I got older, I realized that uh, I wanted I wanted to read more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn more about myself. And through a series of relationships and good friends, I came across the poem "If" by Rudyard Kipling, and uh, it it moves me every time I every time I hear it, and it's been something that kind of keeps me going. So last night on the show, I, I read the poem. That way people can kind of see the emotion that I get from it. I cannot wait to hear tomorrow's show. I mean, I feel that way every Saturday, every weekend, but especially tomorrow. Wow. Well, Caleb Morse and, of course, Justin Richard from the Rustic Renegade. Gentlemen, thank you so much for Thanks coming for to see us. us. as always. Yeah. Y'all enjoy y'all's weekend. Be ready for Mardi Gras and uh, stay safe. Oh, we're safe. ready. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stay safe. And fully clothed, all it's, of us. It's been kind of crazy these last couple parades. That's what I've heard. Um, whoo, ladies, ladies, ladies. Maybe act like ladies, some of y'all. Okay. <laughs> it's coming up now on 733. Implicit bias. We like it because, well, we like it. We take pride in Catholic conservative guy stuff. So this Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, grab a weekly whiskey and see if your implicit bias aligns with ours. Implicit Bias, Saturdays, 10 a.m., News Talk 96.5, KPL. If you can squeeze it, they can freeze it. Call today for your complimentary cool sculpting consultation at Williamson Cosmetic Center, 337-735-3870. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. President Joe Biden says the U.S. is developing sharper rules to track, monitor, and potentially shoot down unknown aerial objects that enter U.S. airspace. The announcement comes after three weeks of investigation following the shootdown of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over Montana. A special grand jury investigating efforts by former President Trump and his allies to overturn his election loss in Georgia is expressing concerns that one or more witnesses may have lied under oath. The panel recommends the district attorney seek appropriate indictments. It's a big weekend for Mardi Gras revelers across South Louisiana. That means you can expect traffic slowdowns in and around Lafayette Parade Route from downtown along Johnson Street to Cajun Field. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Meanwhile, Lafayette's Friday night Mardi Gras parade will roll tonight at 6.30 as Acadiana kicks off a big Mardi Gras weekend which includes the opening of La Festival de Mardi Gras à Lafayette at Cajun Field. All the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating that took place around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. After 17 years, Louisiana's road home program has come to an end. The state has said with the sunsetting of the program, it will drop lawsuits filed against thousands of people accused of misspending grants for elevating their homes. The Road Home Program was instituted after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita in 2005. And the Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Farmerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts a jackpot of an estimated $84 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. We've got finally the return of a bit of sunshine out there today. We're going to start to dry out as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be warming up. We are quite chilly out there today. 
Temperatures going to be getting to about 51 degrees in the afternoon. Strong winds from the north at about 10 to 15 miles an hour is going to mean that we'll see those temperatures, or the wind chill rather, stay down in the 40s. Lows tonight going to be dropping down into the 30s. We'll be about 34 for the overnight low. Highs for tomorrow getting back into the 50s. And about 57 with sunny skies for Saturday. Wind chill going to be a little cooler than that. Frigid start but should start to thaw out towards the end of the weekend. Temperatures on Sunday going to be at about 70 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Winds will start to change a little bit out of the south by the end of the day on Sunday. Warm, muggy, and cloudy as we get into Mardi Gras week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so take a look at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have a couple of uh, issues to mention to you. First off, school zones are in effect right now. But we do have a crash. Uh, this is uh, the Acadiana Mall area in the uh, circle. In the Acadiana Mall, this is um, on the J.C. Penny side. We have a crash in that area. Other than that, roadways are looking pretty good right now. Talk 96.5 KPL broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. It's coming up now at 743 on Akitiana's Morning News. Eddie Longline from Crime Stoppers of Vermillion. Eddie Square joining us. <laughs> What's up? Good How morning. are you? It's funny you say that. I talked to Eddie Thibodeau yesterday. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, uh, you know, we're always working to share the different stories from Crime Stoppers. And I'm glad that so many people are getting into it even more mm-hmm. than they did before. Yep. And I think, you know, having that P3 app is just a, a great extension to this program because that way you don't even... You know, even, they're all anonymous. When you use a Crime Stoppers, they're all anonymous. Right. But then with the P3 app, nobody even hears your voice. No. Nope. You know? And it's pretty cool. Uh, the only thing with the P3 app, uh, we kind of, uh, I'm sure Eddie and them do it too. You got to encourage people to go to the right location because it's a, uh, we get things from, I think it's Abbeville, uh, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We, we get those every once in a while. So we have to forward them to the correct uh to you know, the correct people, stoppers, yeah. <laughs> but but besides that, uh, yeah, just whenever because there's a list, and uh, if you put in the correct one, uh, you'll get to the to the right location. And, the if, right and if location, not, it's not yeah. not a big deal. It could be forwarded. Uh, but yeah, I could tell you firsthand. Uh, I don't know if if it's a male or a female. You know, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell who's who's sending me any information. So it is completely anonymous. I love that. Okay, what are we talking about on Crime Stoppers this week? So this week, uh, actually, it started uh, last Friday, okay. a week ago today uh, at night, and it, it didn't finish until the Monday morning yeah. uh, after the weekend. Uh, Abbeville Police Department uh, Chief Hardy contacted me to put uh, his segment on Crime Stoppers. They had over 100 rounds of um uh, ammunition fired within the city limits of Abbeville last weekend, and uh, people were in a panic. And it, it wasn't in one specific area; it was mm-hmm. the north side and south side. And mm-hmm. and uh, we can't say gang anymore, so we think it's a group-related uh, uh, retaliation. So uh, we're encouraging people that if they they know anything, and we know people know things, right. 
uh, to please, you know, contact Crime Stoppers. You can call 740-TIPS or you can download and log on to the P3 app to report your tips anonymously. And look, you can get a cash reward too. And it's completely anonymous. You know, and that's the best part, but golly, 100 rounds between Friday and Monday. In a small town like yeah. Abbeville, that's correct. Yeah, because your population is, what, about 11,000 in Abbeville? If, yeah. Give or I mean, there, there were people uh, that migrated in, people migrated out, so yeah. it's, uh, it, I, I'm thinking it's it's right at 10,000 mm-hmm. in a community like that, and the, the city is it's such a beautiful city. It is. Uh, it's picture perfect, you know, at, mm-hmm. at some parts. So, you know, something like that shouldn't be happening. And we know it's a, it's, it's a lot of young people. And, and you know, we talked about it last weekend. Uh, I saw Bernie last weekend. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, a lot of this stuff starts at home. Uh, and that there's things uh, we were working last weekend, uh, you know, with the REACH group, Vermillion REACH group, uh, yeah. with Roderick Darby, new. And uh, we were working on cleaning up the Boys and Girls Club. And there, there's activities for these kids to, to do. We just try to encourage them and c- encourage their parents to to uh, get them involved uh, in the community uh, in good things. Yeah. And keep them off the streets. And, again, some of these shootings were, were happening at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. There's really no reason for young people, you know, 16, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 16 years old to be out uh, and about at that time. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, you can actually see um, there's actually actual video of the shooting uh, that was that was happening. The good the good news is, um, and I guess it's bad news as well, but the their their shooting skills uh, aren't that great. Right. Uh, with over 100 rounds fired, uh, there was only two people struck, and it was a non life threatening, threatening uh, injuries. injuries. But the problem is uh, when they don't know what they're shooting at. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're hitting houses, cars, and uh, mm. and some of these houses, uh, most of these houses were occupied. Uh, just yeah. as luck would have it, uh, the rounds uh, penetrated through the house, and some of these were, were high-powered weapons. Um, but it, it penetrated through the house, but it didn't strike uh, anyone uh, with a life-threatening uh, injury. So. But it's got to stop, and we need those tips. So That's correct. Um, That's do the P3 app or call uh, the, the tips line at 740 tips. That's tips. correct. Yep. Uh, please, people. And even if it is a, you're like, well, this is a small piece of information, take the power back for your community. That's, that's absolutely right. And that's uh, the, the Vermillion Reach Group is really pushing hard for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's why I'm involved with them because they really stand for something very strong mm-hmm. and, and it is about making our community safe uh, for our kids and, and look up. 25 to 30 adults showed up about the same amount of kids showed up to that event last saturday we cleaned and moved and you know um there i you know there's a wish list of things that are needed at the boys and girls club uh in abbeville because we do want to have you know as, as many options for or young people as possible. That's correct. And I, I'm, I, I don't know. Uh, Roderick is a very uh, knowledgeable person. So uh, if he's listening, I hope I don't butcher it. But uh, I, I believe if, uh, if you're wanting to give uh, to the Vermillion Reach Group or be involved with them, you could find them on Facebook. You can, uh, yeah. And uh, in doing so, you could probably see uh, a list of things that uh, may be wanted or might be wanted by the uh, the Boys and Girls Club, so you can uh, you know make a donation. And and Roderick says it a lot. They don't they don't want your money. They want your time. Yeah, your time is um is is very um, 
special uh, for them, for their needs or what they're trying to uh, accomplish. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you got a good heart, please, you know, contact uh, Vermilion Reach, contact Boys and Girls Club of Abbeville um, and just help out. Um, the young people we met were awesome. Yep. Great, yeah, it, it was, great young it was people. a very, very good day. Yep. Absolutely. It really was. Um, any fun stuff to wrap it up? Yeah, here? we actually do. Uh, actually, today, the Precious Moments Head Start uh, School, we were having a, uh, I guess we can call it a parking lot parade. And, uh, so I'm going to be there. That's why I'm wearing my Crime Stopper stuff. And, gotcha. And we're going to have McGruff, the crime fighting dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's going to be there as well. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, uh, Kaplan Mardi Gras, uh, they're having their, their Mardi Gras ball. Oh, And fun. then Monday, the Junior Auxiliary of Abbeville is having their Mardi Gras ball. And then Tuesday is the Kaplan Mardi Gras parade. The, uh, Kaplan Mardi Gras parade on, on Mardi Gras Day itself is the only Mardi Gras parade in Vermilion Parish. So we're encouraging all of our Vermilion Parish people to go out and, to go and, out and attend. Fun. And it's, it's a great parade. There's a lot of people, a lot of floats. And uh, we, we did it last couple of years. It's, it's a fun, fun time. Uh, let me see. And also, uh, I want to wish everybody a happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras weekend this yeah. weekend. Uh, but we're also encouraging people to... Um, if you're going to consume alcohol, to please do so responsibly. Yeah. Uh, there's too, I say it all the time, there's too many uh, options, uh, such as Uber. I'm not trying to give a plug to anybody, but there's too many options right. for you not to take advantage of it. Uh, if, if nothing else, call a taxi. If nothing else, call a friend. You yes. Know, and, and I'm sure a friend uh, that, uh, or, or designate somebody uh, to not drink. I'm, I'm, I don't drink. I'm, I think that's why my wife married me. I say that a lot of times. I'm always her designated driver. That's why you should have some wine. Um, but uh, also Wednesday, uh, Abbeville High uh, Booster Club is having a, a dinner. So, But that's pretty much all we have in Vermillion Parish. There's a lot going on. Uh, no cook-offs that I'm aware of for this weekend, uh, which is odd, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of food and fun at a lot of these uh, these events. I think you're absolutely right. Loving it. Eddie Longlin with Crime Stoppers of Vermillion. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank y'all. Have a great Mardi Gras. We will. It's coming up now on 7:52. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend. Um. It's coming up now on 7:56 on Acadiana's Morning News. Okay, you're never busy. <laughs> no, not ever. So you're just going to add something more yes. to your schedule? What are you yes, doing? Yes, we are. And the cool thing that adding to my schedule is something that I get to do with my wife, Aww. which is great because we we both have very busy lives, and this is something that we're going to get to do together. And so, all right, so this weekend, uh, beginning at 5 o'clock on Sundays, uh, my wife and I actually have been doing a podcast called The Modern Marriage. Okay. And so now we're going to bring it to KPL. so from 5 <gasps> to 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings, we're going to do the Modern Marriage uh, radio Ooh, I show. I love that. Yes. And so, look, you know, what we are excited because in our podcast, we've talked about, you know, basically, you know, challenges that other couples, you know, especially couples our age um, and a little bit older deal with, you mm -hmm. know, some of those modern challenges, um, you know, the challenges that we face are a lot different than challenges of, you know, yesteryear. You talk about social media. That's a whole oh, conversation yeah. right God there. And, and with Ooh. that. You know, we talk about our beliefs in marriages. You know, we talk about, again, the challenges that modern marriages face. And, you know, our goals for the listeners as well. And so um, very much looking forward to bringing our conversations on the air. 
um, with our listeners and then hearing back from them. You know, the KPL News app is a great way for people to be able to interact with us uh, on the show when they listen and just, again, bringing up great topics of, of issues that we deal with every day. I can't wait to hear this. So Sunday you, evening, five, five to, to six. six. Yes. Okay. And people can send app chats mm-hmm. and they can call in if they want. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. This is going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your show, your new show with Hannah. Thank you, Bernie. Oh, so Sunday evening, five to six here on KPL. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brandon's adding more to his schedule. <laughs> Woo. Oh, y'all join us on Sunday, five to six. Um, News Talk 96.5 KPL Burbridge Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at matthew-james.com. He's trying to allay their fears. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Two weeks after a fiery train derailment that sent toxic chemicals spewing and toxic fumes smoking in East Palestine, Ohio. I understand people's concerns. Look, they've been through a, a very, very traumatic uh, a horrible, horrible experience. Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine just told Fox, despite the worries and reports of headaches, sore throats, and rashes. The air is good. Uh, we've gone into uh, hundreds and hundreds of people's houses to, to test that air. It's good. He also says they can drink the town's water unless they have a well not yet tested. The U.S. and our European allies are gathered at a security conference in Germany today discussing more help for Ukraine. Its president, Volodymyr Zelensky, just thanked them. Thanks to which Russian Goliath has already started to lose his ground. Thank you very much. But Zelensky also asked for more help as Russian forces try to take more territory in eastern Ukraine. A new warning from North Korea. It could take, quote, unprecedentedly strong action against South Korea. The threat comes after South Korea announced a series of planned military drills with the United States. The two allied countries have said the training drills are defensive in nature. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, President Biden's ordering a change in protocol on shooting objects out of the sky, but insists... If any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. And he says nothing suggests the three still unknown objects shot down recently are related to the Chinese spy balloon. In two hours, five now ex-cops will be in court in Memphis, Tennessee for a hearing as they face murder and other charges in the beating of Tyree Nichols, who died days later. Who was pulled over by Police January 7th and as seen on body camera and surveillance footage, trying to flee on foot before officers caught him and beat him. Another eight Memphis police officers have also been disciplined or dismissed in the case. Fox's Jeff Manasso. America's listening to Fox News. I'd rather ride a bike with my kids than ride in an ambulance. I'd rather have a catch with my dog Curtis than catch pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with certain chronic conditions like heart disease, asthma, or diabetes, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Learn more at Prevnar20.com. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. 
House Speaker Kevin McCarthy took a trip to the border, taking four freshman Republican congressmen with him to Arizona, again highlighting a record surge of illegal immigration. You can't have immigration reform without first securing the border. How can you trust? You find people coming one after another, and when you ask them why, they'll tell you the president told me to come. Well, the president and the administration calls McCarthy's trips a publicity stunt. Now to another freshman House Republican who some in Congress don't think belongs and are trying to get him removed, George Santos. Many of his fellow Republicans in New York have also called for him to resign for numerous lies Santos told about his past and education and work history before he was elected last year. Santos is also under state and federal investigations, but the congressman says he's unfairly targeted in an interview with Fox 5 New York's Jody Goldberg, offering an explanation of the origins of more than $700,000 in his campaign coffers. $705,000 were personal loans made from me to the campaign. Where did it come from? From my personal finances. It was your money. My money, 100% legitimate. Adding he doesn't understand the enormous inquisition into his finances. Maintaining, I've operated honestly. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Now an update on actor Bruce Willis, who had to retire for health reasons. He now has dementia. The actor's family, which included his ex-wife Demi Moore in a statement, wrote, Bruce's condition has progressed and we now have a more specific diagnosis. Frontotemporal dementia. Unfortunately, challenges with communication are just one symptom. There is no cure and they wanted to use this moment to shine a light on the disease they said needs more awareness and research. Michelle Polino, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could drop a second straight day. Dow futures are down more than 100 points ahead of the opening bell. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. 14 protesters arrested during the 2016 protest of Alton Sterling's police shooting death will receive $1.17 million. The East Baton Rouge Metro Council approved the settlement, accusing Baton Rouge law enforcement of violating their First Amendment rights and using of excessive force. Protester Blair Amani says the accountability from the city is a success. So to be able to go back and to fight over these past years and to have this, the city admitting that accountability was necessary is really, uh, really big. The protesters were imprisoned, strip searched, and a 17-year-old protester was also detained at the adult prison. Among the 14 protesters were two reporters. One was Sherry Poitlin, who recalls the humiliation. We had to take off all of our clothes. We had to bend down. We had to make noises. We were in a situation where we were dehumanized as people, as humans. That was not a regular process. And that's just one of the many things that happened there. Foytland says Governor John Bell Edwards should also take accountability for his comments to the media. Governor John Bell Edwards, you owe us an apology. That very next day, you came out and said that they used an accurate amount of force. You didn't know that. You didn't ask us. You didn't talk to us. You just believed that line, and you furthered that, and you were wrong, and I'll be expecting the email. The settlement still has to be approved by a U.S. District Judge who is presiding over the trial. Meanwhile, in Shreveport, the white police officer involved in the shooting death of an unarmed black man has been arrested and charged with negligent homicide. 
Less than two weeks after 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley was killed, 23-year-old officer Alex Tyler is arrested. Tyler's attorney, Dew Thompson, says body camera footage shows Bagley fleeing officers. Ran into a back bedroom, grabbed the object off the nightstand table, and then jumped out of the balcony window. Thompson says moments later, Bagley came towards him and Tyler fired his weapon. Ron Haley, attorney for the Bagley family, says Bagley only had a bottle of liquor when he ran from officers. Mr. Bagley was not a threat. It was not a threat to anyone. If anyone, he was a threat to himself. State troopers are leading the investigation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Here in Lafayette, we welcome all comers for Mardi Gras festivities that kick into high gear starting tonight. Joe Giglio is parade chairman of the Greater Southwest Louisiana Mardi Gras Association. He invites everyone to visit Lafayette tonight as they kick off the big weekend. At 6.30, we have the uh, Friday night kickoff parade, which this year the theme is celebrating the Parish of Lafayette Bicentennial as well as some of our local fairs and festivals. He says Lafayette Mardi Gras is a much more family-friendly affair, and Saturday's parades will begin with a children's parade made up entirely of youthful float riders. Giglio says that parade rolls at 1230. And then Saturday evening is the crew of Bonaparte's parade. Uh, record number of riders for Bonaparte this year, 31 floats total, and you know lots of marching bands and all the other typical Mardi Gras. Sunday is a day of rest here in Lafayette, and on Monday, Lundy Gras. The city hosts the annual Queen's Parade at 6 p.m. with representatives from 11 area crews. Giglio says it all leads up to Fat Tuesday with three parades rolling beginning at 10 a.m. First, the King's Parade, which is the crew of Gabriel, and then the Lafayette Mardi Gras Association rides in the second slot, and then after that is the Lafayette Independent Parade, which will start at about 1 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Now, all the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Lafayette Mardi Gras wraps up Tuesday night with the big grand ball at 8 o'clock at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Several school campuses in New Iberia near the 300 block of Trotter Street went on lockdown yesterday as New Iberia police investigated a potentially dangerous situation Details of that situation not been made available, but we have learned an arrest was made and no injuries were reported. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating that happened around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. In state news, after 17 years, the Road Home program comes to an official end, and also lawsuits against those accused of misspending rebuilding grants. Here's more from Kevin Gallagher. Over 3,000 homeowners who received road home grants for elevating their house above flood level but spent it instead on general repairs were being sued to recover those dollars. Congressman Troy Carter says that was a mistake. Today, we make that correction. Governor John Bell Edwards says as road home ends, so too do the clawback lawsuits. All of that is over. We are not going to pursue any of that going forward. Carter says it's good timing as Louisiana says, throw me something, mister. We're throwing something to you, the citizens. God bless you. Carter says thousands can finally have some peace of mind. I'm Kevin Gallagher. FEMA has announced that federal relief funds in excess of $5.5 million have been earmarked for building repairs at the Southwest Louisiana Center for Health Services. That facility is still recovering from damages sustained in the hurricanes of 2020. Lafayette Consolidated Government is hosting a debris day drop-off for residents to get rid of unwanted items that aren't typically picked up curbside. That event will be March 18th at Brown Park and the Rubber Show Rec Center. For details of what's accepted and what's not, 
Go to LafayetteLA.gov. The Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Farmerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts a jackpot of an estimated $84 million. In sports, Raging Cajun softball downing Indiana yesterday 4-1 to as they opened play in the Tax Act Invitational in Clearwater, Florida. The Cajuns will play Michigan today at 5. Cajuns baseball opens their season in Houston tonight. UL will face Rice in the first of three games against the Owls. First pitch tonight set for 6.30 with the pregame show beginning at 6 o'clock here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Meanwhile, the number one ranked team in the country, LSU Tigers, their season opens today against Western Michigan. Junior first baseman Trey Morgan has been a star for the Tigers since arriving in Baton Rouge and has noticed a shift in the locker room ahead of the season. He says the team is not running from the expectations. He's not going to sit up there and lie to us, but he's going to say, um, yeah, we're picked to go all the way, but it's how we show up every day, uh, every game, every practice. Do we show up as the team that's supposed to go all the way, or do we show up as the team that deserves to go all the way? First pitch has been moved up to 3 o'clock this afternoon due to concerns about the weather. Raging Cajuns basketball snapping a two-game losing streak with a big 84-67 win over UL Elm last night at the Cajun Dome. Next up, the Cajuns head to Harrisonburg, Virginia, as they will take on James Madison. Game time is set for 6 o'clock tomorrow with the pregame show set to begin at 5.30 here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. We've got finally the return of a bit of sunshine out there today. We're going to start to dry out as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be warming up. We are quite chilly out there today. Temperature is going to be getting to about 51 degrees in the afternoon. Strong winds from the north at about 10 to 15 miles an hour is going to mean that we'll see those temperatures, or the wind chill rather, stay down in the 40s. Low tonight going to be dropping down into the 30s. We'll be about 34 for the overnight low. Highs for tomorrow getting back into the 50s. About 57 with sunny skies for Saturday. Wind chill going to be a little cooler than that. Frigid start but should start to thaw out towards the end of the weekend. Temperatures on Sunday going to be at about 70 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Winds will start to change a little bit out of the south by the end of the day on Sunday. Warm, muggy, and cloudy as we get into Mardi Gras week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening uh, on the roadways right now. We do have a crash I-10 at the university exit headed northbound. That's I-10, university exit headed northbound. Also, Ambassador Caffrey at Willow. That's Ambassador at Willow. We have a crash in that area as well. New idea. It is coming up now at 817, Acadiana's Morning News. It's the third hour of the show. Congratulations, everybody, <laughs> because we all made it to Friday morning. Brandon Como, Bernadette Lee here with you. Brandon, mm-hmm. it is true. It says Friday on the calendar. It does. I'm and ex- it's not even a freaky Friday or a Friday <laughs> the 13th. It's, it's the Friday before Mardi Gras. That's right. 
Don't forget, in Lafayette tonight, we're going to have that Friday night parade. It'll be a bicentennial celebration for Lafayette Parish. So be sure to join us. Usual parade route uh, this Friday night. Now, on this Friday, uh, everybody's going to be feeling good because a lot of people get some time off next week. Uh, Our friend and inspirational speaker, Miss Crystal Berger, joining us for Feel Good Friday. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, I wish I was there for Mardi Gras. I feel the vibes coming through the airwaves. But happy Friday, uh, Bernie, Brandon. So good to talk to you both. You too. Um, Okay, I love our topic for today, which is, you know, personal growth tips for every decade. You know, we may be a Gen Zer, but we might be getting older. We may be a baby boomer and now, you know, maybe shifting into this you know, different decade. And there are still ways to grow. It doesn't, we don't have to be what we are currently. So what are some of your thoughts? Oh, I'll open up with an amazing quote that I read by Shonda Rhimes. Of course, we know her. She's the creator of Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, and Scandal. Shonda said, you can waste your life drawing lines or you can live your life crossing them off. And I thought that quote was so powerful, right? It it's is. It's like a lot of times we get to these markers, right? These lines in our life. You know, 40, you're supposed to depreciate like a car when you drive it off the lot, right? You're no longer any good to anybody. And you can draw these lines, these boundaries for your life. And these are things that, no, it's like, why not at 40 or 50 or 60 start crossing out the lines, right? Like, have your things to-do list, your your bucket list. We've all seen that movie, right? And start to cross off these amazing things that make life fuller. So I'll just start there, right? And, and we'll go into each generation uh, one by one. But I just wanted to start with that quote because I really think, so much of us going on this journey from decade to decade to decade is how do we see the decade, right? Is the decade the end of life, right? right? Or is it like the new start at life? A lot of us made silly, stupid, dumb decisions in our 20s and our 30s. And so why would the end be 40? <laughs> that is so right. <laughs> you know, like when you finally get a chance to start over. So that's the first thing is like really shift your mindset if you really want to grow and evolve through each decade. But we can get into to, to each of them. Okay, so let's talk about the baby boomers. Because maybe they're saying, you know, all right, we, you know, our, our parents told us to go out, get an education, get a great job, stay there. And they may be looking at that bucket list and thinking, eh. I did all that stuff. Now what? <laughs> mm, great question. And the, and the now what is the perfect question for the boomers, right? Because the boomers are like you said, they come from the generation who had the silent generation before them. And I'll even talk about them as well. But, you know, with the baby boomers, I recommend taking a class, right? Because you did everything that you were told to do, but not necessarily what you wanted to do. I got an uh, opportunity last Sunday to see an amazing um, pastor, but also motivational speaker, John Jenkins. And he talked about how when he turned, uh, I think, 59, he decided to take aviation classes, right? It was something he always wanted to do. He, This is a man who went to seminary, right? He's supposed to live this conservative life. And he went and took aviation classes and now he flies you know on the weekends think about that he (laughs) flies on the weekends so i would recommend the boomers to take a class it's a great way to tap into something that you may have forgotten about that unforgotten 
childhood gift that you still have burning inside of you. Maybe you wanted to be a dress, a designer, right? Why not go and take a sketching course on how to design dresses or how to, you know, create patterns, right? And then start to make pieces for your friends or maybe your upcoming church fundraiser. Who knows, right? But take a class and really explore a variety of topics so you can get that spark back. Because I do understand a big piece of the generation from the boomers, right, the baby boomers, had to do a lot, right, when mm-hmm. they really didn't get to choose to do a lot. And so now you're in that season where you can choose to take a class that could totally transform the best years of your life. I just love this. You know, <laughs> because, like, you know, that the gentleman you were speaking of about, you know, taking the, the flying lessons, that is incredible. And then, like, the Gen Z folks, like, are, did they decide, okay, let's get to the bucket lit, list first? I <laughs> yes. mean, and now they're like, wait, now we got to go make some more money? Or kind of where are they at? Yeah, no, it's great that you say that, Bernie, because I think with the Gen Zers, it's like you said, they kind of took more of a selfish approach where the boomers kind of like, we got to make sure that everybody is good before we make sure we're good as individuals, right? Yeah. The Gen Zers are doing the reverse, right? And so what I say for Gen Zers is to actually talk to others, talk to people outside of your generation to understand that what you may be perceiving in your bubble isn't necessarily the grand scheme of reality. Because what we're seeing happen now with all of the corporate layoffs, a lot of the younger Gen, uh, gen Zers who got these amazing jobs of these huge salaries right out of college because they're going into tech and all of these amazing fields of innovation, but they're seeing a big shift, right? And they really don't know how to cope because they haven't really talked to others. They've been in there kind of, I don't want to call them selfish because they're a beautiful generation, but they really are me first generation. Mm-hmm. And so I would recommend that they take some time to really talk to other people outside of their generation, right? And ask them what was their experience, right? Talk to some of the millennials who possibly are their parents or their, you know, older cousins or big sisters, right? Or brothers and start to ask them, well, what did things look like for you? And how did you cope with the shift in culture from the 80s and the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just recommend that generation just take a little bit of time and also get off of the phone so much, right? <laughs> and, you know, kind of kind of come off of Instagram, come off of, you know, TikTok and actually have human connections because I think one thing that we're seeing with the Gen Zers, especially with the high rates of opioid abuse and even, um, you know, um, uh, suicide and all of these other really traumatic things we're seeing happening in that generation around death and depression, I think it's because they are so isolated in their bubbles and they haven't created that same sense of community that the prior generations have. And that really starts with talking to others, right? So maybe it's join a community group, you know, start to volunteer somewhere and try to have some more human authentic connections in that generation. That'll help them grow personally as well. Um, I do want to get to our silent generation folks. I was going to say, yeah, I kind of know. Are they (laughs) like, are they were they like just totally miserable or? (laughs) Well, think about it. These are the people who lived through the Great Depression. They were post. You know, they were right out of the Civil War. Like they, This generation went through a lot. But to me, I feel like this was like our most resilient generation. Yes. You know, like they didn't have access to so much. So they had to be the most innovative people on the planet. And it's really unfortunate that we've gotten to the space where we've forgotten them. Right. But I think one way that they can get into the fold and feel a little bit more included, and it's going to be a huge stretch, but 
for them to embrace technology, right? Um, and it may sound weird, but, you know, get them a nice little phone that has some data on it. It's probably going to take a baby boomer or a millennial, millennial right, to mm-hmm. get the phone set up for grandma or grandpa, right? But then give them some activities to do with the phone. There are some amazing groups, right, that are on uh, social media for older people to engage and they can have fun. Teach them how to take a selfie, you know. Teach them how to, you know, follow a hashtag, you know. Like there's like these... um you know, there are these like really like 80 and 80 and excellent hashtag, right? You know, so it's all of these amazing pictures of these 80 year old men and women who are like dyeing their hair pink and, you know, they're doing groups and it is the best thing, but it also can have help them by embracing the technology, help them tap in back to that kid that's still inside of them. Because I think what we kind of do over time is we forget that we still do have this inner child in us that just makes life really, really joyful. And so I would say to that generation to really just personally grow a little bit more. Have fun with technology. Start sending out group texts. You know, be the annoying grandma that's sending out the cat video. It's fine, grandma. You get a pass. You that's know? right. But I just, <laughs> she gets a pass. You know, but I think the main thing overall is what we can look at for every generation, Bernie, is to say, hey, you know, if it's not growing, then it's dead. You know, I've always, you think about a plant, right? And if it's not getting the thing that it needs, the water, the sun, the nourishment to grow, then what happens? It dies. And sometimes we are living, but we're not alive. And so I think what we need to do at this stage in our journeys, no matter whatever decade you are in, is just to really evolve as much as you can. Find ways to tap into that inner child and just keep on growing because really you are growing. And so, well, hopefully, until you're gone, right? And so I think that's the main thing that I would want to encourage all the listeners to do on this Friday is to really explore something in this decade that you're currently in and embrace it and find the beauty in it and the joy so that you can, you can make it an amazing decade. Absolutely, without a doubt. Crystal Berger, our inspirational speaker. She is an author. You can find out more about her at cbinspires.com. Great conversation, as always. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bernie, and make sure you feel good on this Friday. Amen. It's coming up now on 828 on Acadiana's Morning News. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. President Joe Biden says the U.S. is developing sharper rules to track, monitor, and potentially shoot down unknown aerial objects that enter U.S. airspace. The announcement comes after three weeks of investigation following the shootdown of an alleged Chinese spy balloon over Montana. A special grand jury investigating efforts by former President Trump and his allies to overturn his election loss in Georgia is expressing concerns that one or more witnesses may have lied under oath. The panel recommends the district attorney seek appropriate indictments. It's a big weekend for Mardi Gras revelers across South Louisiana. That means you can expect traffic slowdowns in and around Lafayette Parade Route from downtown along Johnson Street to Cajun Field. Public works crews will be moving barricades back in the streets as parades get set to roll tonight. Meanwhile, Lafayette's Friday night Mardi Gras parade will roll tonight at 6.30 as Acadiana kicks off a big Mardi Gras weekend, which includes the opening of La Festival de Mardi Gras à Lafayette at Cajun Field 
All the Lafayette parades will end up at Cajun Field and run right through the festival grounds. A Las Vegas grand jury has returned an indictment against Saints running back Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating that took place around the Pro Bowl game last year. Kamara and the others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in bodily harm. After 17 years, Louisiana's road home program has come to an end. The state has said with the sunsetting of the program, it will drop lawsuits filed against thousands of people accused of misspending grants for elevating their homes. The road home program was instituted after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita in 2005. And the Louisiana Lottery has confirmed a $50,000 Powerball ticket was sold in Louisiana for Wednesday night's drawing. That winning ticket was purchased in Farmerville. The Powerball jackpot will be an estimated $73 million on Saturday. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing boasts a jackpot of an estimated $84 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. We've got mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. There's going to be some clouds that are in the mix there, but not as gray as it's been the last couple of days. Temperatures, though, they're going to stay on the cold side. will be about 51 for the high. Winds from the north, 15 to 20 miles an hour. Wind chill staying down in the 40s through a solid portion of the day today. Lows tonight get down to around 34, a frosty start to your Saturday. Temperatures going to be sitting in the upper 50s with sunny skies Saturday and then eventually getting to the 70s on Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways right now, we do have that crash I-10 at the uh, North University exit. That's I-10 North University exit. Also, Ambassador Caffrey at West Willow Street. It is coming up now at 839 at Kittyana's Morning News. Hey, Friday's here. Woohoo! Yes. Don't forget tonight. We got the parade. Around 630 this evening. We got the Friday night parade. It'll be the bicentennial celebration for Lafayette Parish. So come on down, usual parade route in Lafayette. They're gonna have 20 floats and a whole bunch of riders and all kinds of fun throws. So it's gonna be a great time. Everybody should get together and have some fun tonight and just bring you a big blanket to put on top of your coat. You're going to need a blanket tonight. <laughs> it's cold. It is cold, but it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and a weekend of parades, too, obviously. So that'll be terrific. Saturday, the kids' parade will be uh, early afternoon. Bonaparte in Lafayette, Saturday evening. Got uh, the Youngsville Parade. That's a Saturday morning. And then Monday, back in Lafayette, Queen's Parade that evening with all of the ladies' crews and uh, those follow the Queen. And, oh, so much fun. Then King Gabriel's Parade on Tuesday and the Lafayette Mardi Gras Association Parade. And, of course, the Independent Parade. So, all right, you want some quick advice for Mardi Gras? Hmm. Don't break that law. No, don't do it. (laughs) No, especially police will be out there more watching for you. And see, here's the thing. Like, uh, don't cut up and get too random, you know? Mm-hmm. If your family member starts acting, acting a little crazy, you don't want anybody to get in trouble. So maybe just ask them, hey, maybe you could tone it down just a little <laughs> bit. We've been hearing about a lot of hijinks uh-huh. that have happened locally. So, you know, maybe watch out for those people that are your friends and your family and yeah. maybe make a suggestion. 
be careful in your consumption of of alcohol. Yeah. Like how much you consume. Yeah. I mean, you know, have a good time and yeah. party, but be responsible but about yeah, it. Yeah. You know? And um <laughs> don't get pooya. Well, yeah, that's exactly right, Brandon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, and what's that song? Tequila makes her clothes fall. Oh, yes. Um, well, that can apparently happen with all kinds of liquid libations, or so we have heard. Um, don't let that happen to you. Uh-huh. Friends do not let friends get naked at Mardi Gras, okay? <laughs> In front of everybody and where cameras can get a hold of it. And you're doing that for bees and plush <laughs> stuffed animals? Eh, maybe you had a little too much to drink. Yeah. Just suggesting. Mm-hmm. So let's keep it safe and fun. No glass containers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leave your pets at home. And especially tonight, you know, and tomorrow night. Cause it's going to be cold. Yeah. Don't bring your pets out there. That's not allowed. Mm-hmm. None of those little pop things. No silly string. Mm-hmm. You know, just just be sweet and be nice. And if if officers ask you to do something, yeah, yeah. just do it. Yeah. You know. And remember the kids. Like, yeah. you know, don't try to steal any of their joy. Yeah. This is... You know, I know Mardi Gras really is a lot of adults having fun, but to me, I find it more fun when a kid gets uh, a prize that like, and they get excited about it. Yeah. Then for me as an adult. Yeah. You know, it's going to mean more to them. Totally. Yeah. It's a memory they're always going to keep. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing is music, right? We have, everybody's got different tastes in music. You know, it's one thing to be riding in your own vehicle, playing whatever kind of music you want. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different when you're on the parade route and you've picked your music and it's things that people shouldn't be playing for kids. Yeah. You know, somebody in in the police department is probably going to ask you to maybe, you know, maybe think about your selections. How about that? That's a good way to put it. Because it's like Brandon said, it's about the kids and them having a good time. And, uh, you know, just think about other people, and especially the little people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our instructiones. And as part of the drink responsibly, don't forget, you need to have your plan. Uh-huh. You know, how are you going to get home? And it needs to be somebody that's not had anything to drink. Yeah. Not the person with the least amount. It's the person with the no amount. <laughs> Please keep that in mind. Okay, random trivia questions today. Because I figured the rest of the fun Mardi Gras ones, we can wait and do those Monday and Tuesday. We can. Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask this sports question because I had no idea about it. Most of these I had no idea about. So I said, well, okay. And they're not all, um, they're not all like sports. Okay. 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 Brandon. Yes. For Major League Baseball players. All right. Which number... Does every Major League Baseball player wear on April 15th? I'm going to take a guess and say 42. Yes. All right. Okay, yes. but do you know the Jackie history? Robinson. <gasps> of course. Yes. Okay, okay. Because I was like, man, what is the deal? I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. Did you know? That Nemo is a certain kind of fish. No. But I thought it was this one kind, but then I forgot about his stripe. So do you have any clue what kind of little fish Nemo is? No. Okay, this is so cute. Yeah. He's a clown fish. Oh, that's true. I forgot I about totally that. I totally forgot about that. I forgot he is a clown fish. 
Uh, some of these are just fun. Okay, mm-hmm. I totally did not know this. Okay. You may. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much y'all learned about the states when you were in little school, you know. Okay. Um, we never, like, we learned where the states were on the map. Yeah. But we didn't learn, like, you know, many details of each of the different states, unless, of course, it was in some part of big history. Right. I mean, this state, we don't really know all that much about it. <laughs> I mean, for me, okay. I'm sure other people do, okay. right? I, I don't know. Yeah. So what state is known as the Badger State? Oh, Wisconsin. How did yeah. you know that? Because, because was, of sports, yes, too? Yes, yes. The Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, because of the Badgers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can Brandon. even see their mascot, the Badger, dancing right now. Okay. I can mm-hmm. get that visual now. Yes. All right. See, I'm learning here today. <laughs> Thanks, Brand. Okay. Brand. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I had no idea about this. Okay. You may already know this. Because right. I just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, did, how many <laughs> legs does a lobster have? Oh. This is, now, that's a really good question. Right? It's weird and fun. Uh, it's, it's not, I can tell you this, it's not a spider. No, so yeah, so you're saying it doesn't have eight legs? Um, well, no, no, it, oh. it the the lobster has legs. Oh, no, 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 but not eight of them. Right, right. Yeah, not eight. It's of them. Not eight. <sighs> I weird? Have no idea. They apparently have ten. Ten. Okay. Right? It's strange. Mm. So it's like okay, you've got four on each side, and then I do your claws. Yeah. Do the two claws act as extra legs? I don't know. And I mean, I know like lobster and crawfish are like kind of related, right? I think so. Or one is just... I mean, one looks like a giant version of the yeah. other. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and yet, lobster is delicious. It is. And usually when you get a much bigger fish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. smaller fish seem to be tastier. Yes. But if you get a too big of a fat catfish, he's not delicious. No. Okay. You're right about that. All right. Huh. By the way, speaking of fish, just a little, you know, on our Facebook page, KPL News, yes. our question of the day, you know, Linton season it? is coming up. Fried fish, you know, everybody has it on Fridays, especially yep. many Catholics. Where is your favorite place to get fried fish? Ooh. That's what we want to know. Great question. Ah, uh, there you go. You're you're awesome. <laughs> okay. Here's a question. Okay. Okay, that one that one's way too hard. Ah. Okay. Well, all right, I'll give yeah, it to I'll you. Yeah, do it, do it, yeah. Which state has the longest fresh water shoreline? Oh. See, this was like tricky. That is tricky. Um, freshwater. Huh. Oh, that is a good one. Um, I'm gonna say randomly North Carolina. No, good okay. try. Okay. Uh Tim Allen is from this. Oh, state. Michigan? Yes. Oh, okay. Right? I was from like, oh, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. I yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, Brandon. Okay. I know you did not have these as a kid. Okay. But I had tons of these. Yeah. And I had a couple of these. <laughs> who do you remember? Who is Barbie's little sister? Barbie had a little sister? She did. And she still does. Oh. I know, right? I don't and my little girl has a Barbie dream house, but I don't I didn't know that Barbie had a sister. Oh, I'm gonna have to buy her this. <laughs> Tonti always wants to buy them something. Um, so Barbie's little sister's name is Skipper. 
Okay. Yeah. So, Skipper, all right. All right. Can I buy your kids some Barbies now? <laughs> That's very sweet. Very Can sweet. I please? I mean, I won't stop you. Okay. <laughs> Yay. I'll try not to spoil her too much. Okay. Skipper. <laughs> yeah, her name's Skipper. Okay. So cute. Okay. So cute. Okay. What mm-hmm. color is a giraffe's tongue oh aren't these totally fun and random yeah that i love is to find interesting random. stuff i mean you want to say it's red but it's not no um but i because i heard this somewhere but i can't remember what the color is green it's, no wait. close okay what you got well i say that because yeah. I, was, I was gonna give you a hint okay it's one of the mardi gras colors oh so gold it's actually purple Okay. Isn't that weird? Purple. Okay. Purple and as makes many sense. times as I've ever fed mm-hmm. the giraffes over at Zuziana, yeah. uh-huh. how did I never notice that? Uh, I don't know. Okay, great. I don't know. And they, they have big teeth. They, yes, they do. Like, it's like horse teeth, <laughs> but, you know, they go back a different way. It's mm-hmm. really fun and strange. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Final question. Uh, okay. This is one of my favorite animals. Okay. Okay. Um. And there's, you know, everything's got an organization to save this or save that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is one that I just love because mm-hmm. they're just big and goofy looking. Okay. Reminds me of myself. Let me be honest. <laughs> uh, what animal's name is the sea cow? They call these the sea cow. We actually have a bunch of these in the Gulf of Mexico. Are you talking about the whales? No. no. Sea cows. Okay. Because whales are more majestic. So, I don't really think of a cow as being majestic, but I hear what you're saying. Right, right, right. Whales mm-hmm. are more, but this this dolphin, this animal, no. So they just look weirder. Okay. it's the manatee. Oh, right. And dolphins are beautiful too, but the manatee, manatee, seriously. I think Ian would have known that one because Ian every year does one of his makeshift PSAs during our football games on save the manatee. No, he does not. Yes, he does. Okay, because manatees. It's Whenever like he gets bored, giant, and yeah, yeah, big teddy bear, yeah. Only it's really kind of lumpsidedy because it's bigger yeah. in the in the head and the <laughs> forefront of the body. Yeah, it totally looks like a sea cow, man. Yes. If we're in like a blowout or something like that, and that you know, boy. there's only so much to, to you can say, <laughs> he will just bust out with a random <laughs> PSA for save a manatee today. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> that boy got weird tricks, weird tricks. <laughs> So he will bus out with yeah. a PSA yeah. about saving the manatees. Yes. Oh, lordy, lordy. All right. It is coming up now <laughs> on 851 on Acadiana's Morning News. All right, guys, the show is coming to an end. Please do the responsible thing when it comes to partying this weekend. Right? Just be responsible with your consumption and make sure somebody is there to be the safe person to drive you back and forth to all of the fun activities. And uh, if you see one of your friends doing something stupid, whether they think they're going to be funny and throw something or they're going to try to take their clothes off, Mm -hmm. even their socks, okay? Let's just not do that. Uh, Maybe help your friend and be like, hey, man, you don't really want to do that. Hmm. Because all we're going to do is people are going to report on it, and then you're going to be seen all over Facebook. And do you really want to be Facebook famous yeah. For taking off articles of your clothing. No, nah, that'll and catch or, up to you one day. Yeah, and yeah. or throwing objects at other people. Yeah. So you probably don't want to do that. 
It has been a glorious Friday. Everybody, thank you all so much for joining us. We've got more to come on Acadiana's Morning News on Monday, which will be the big old Lundi Gras. Mm -hmm. And so we've got more fun stuff about Mardi Gras coming your way for Monday and Tuesday. I hope a bunch of people get a few days off. And uh, the students, uh, public kids, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for the most part, parochial, Monday through Friday, and for all the rest of us, we'll be working. Hey, in the meantime, until we get to speak again, can we try to love one another? Amen. Breaking news, traffic troubles as they happen, and your Acadiana forecast, just one tap away on the free KPL News app. Download it today in the App Store and Google Play. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Turns out the man who murdered multiple people on the campus of the University of Michigan had previously been arrested for gun crimes, but had his felony charges pled down to a misdemeanor by a woke district attorney. Well, it turns out that if the shooter would have been convicted of the felony charge against him carrying a concealed weapon, he would have been barred from legally purchasing, owning, or possessing a firearm. But since this district attorney reduced the charge to a misdemeanor, that conviction did not prevent him from purchasing, owning, or possessing a firearm. This man should have been in jail. Instead, three young Americans are dead in part because a woke prosecutor refused to hold this criminal to account. It's one more example of us not needing new gun laws. We just need to enforce the laws that are already on the books. Return each weeknight with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr from 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.